So I don't completely grasp this idea, but I, I just want to put out there that I believe Bitcoin is some kind of abstract commodity. And this is not my word choice. This is actually a uh, word choice from a guy that I respect named Roy uh, Sabag or Sabag. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He calls Bitcoin an abstract commodity. Now, what should clue you in is the word abstract. What does that mean, right? It's obviously not a real commodity or else they would not use the term abstract. So I've linked several articles here that deal with abstraction, money, uh, Ayn Rand's definition of abstractions and concretes, and then the gold money paper on, you know, from Roy Sabag, who I think is an excellent thinker on, on gold and Bitcoin and the natural laws, uh, entitled, um, why abstract currencies fail. And then I've also included as a bonus, a, a song. So a, a YouTube video of a song, um, the eighties music video, uh, I don't know what the song's called, but it's, it's, it's called, it's basically called promises, promises. Um, that's what I think of Bitcoin. I think of Bitcoin as sort of this, this promise, right. That's been made to people that sort of has failed, um, failed, not just in price to live up to expectations. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have made money at Bitcoin to be fair, but failed more in the sense of becoming a money, becoming a currency, becoming this thing that can replace the dollar. This, this, this idea that it's going to be a revolution. What has Bitcoin promised people? And of course, this thing is just code. So I guess I should ask more realistically, what have the Bitcoiners, the hodlers, the, the, the ideological leaders of this movement in Bitcoin, what have they promised to you that has failed, right? And this song just popped into my head. You know, I'm more of a child of the 90s, but uh, this is a famous song, uh, Promises, Promises, you know, song of the 80s. And I'm not one to really listen to lyrics necessarily and decipher what they mean, but, but, you know, this sort of embodies to me the Bitcoin movement's failure, right? It's, 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 there's all these promises that Bitcoin has, you know, promises in quotes because they're not really contractual obligations, you know, unless you want to go to court to enforce those contractual obligations, which I think you, you have a legitimate claim to. I definitely think that there is a, legitimate claim for big, for people who've invested in Bitcoin to, to go after people who have, you know, the intellectual leaders of Bitcoin, the miners of Bitcoin, the people that are issuing this asset, right. With these sort of claims in the marketplace that are these promises, right. That are just untrue. We often think of a contract as a promise, but there is also a, a promise that's not, you know, written down. And this is a verbal promise. This is a marketing ploy, if you will. 
I think there's, there's, there's definitely room for that. <laughs> Contact me if you want more information about legally pursuing action, right, against, you know, the Dan Hilds of the world, right, the Stephen Leveras of the world, uh, Pierre Richards of the world, Nick Carters of the world. I have a lot of thoughts and legal analysis that you might benefit from, right? You can go after these people. You don't have to just take your losses. You can actually sue these people. Uh, the micro strategies of the world, the, the Michael Saylors of the world, the, oh, Saifedean is a good one. Saifedean uh, Almos of the world. Um, there's, there's many of them, right? And you can sue pretty much all of them. Now, you know, they might reject your claim, but I think you've got a pretty good shot. Because these are the intellectual leaders of the world. You know, don't think of just people. Think of also companies that have uh, enormous um, per persuasion, let's just say, abilities in the crypto landscape. Now, so beyond this cute little you know, music video and song that's in my, that's been in my head for the past hour. Uh, promises, promises, right? How Bitcoin has broken those promises. I, I want to talk about, you know, I've been on this kick of, of, is Bitcoin a commodity? And I found this article, Gold Money, Royce Bag, who says Bitcoin is an abstract commodity. And I question, you know, why is he even giving them that? But, but, if you look up the definition of abstraction, at least from my rand, objectivism, it means abstraction is a process. It's a mental capability of cognition. It's not a thing in, of, in and of itself. Abstractions, according to Ayn Rand, are not real. So what, is the, what have the Bitcoiners done? They've perverted a tool of cognition, right? Abstraction, the ability to abstract, which is a verb, an action, into something real and they've perverted something that is meant to when you're holding a concept when you're forming a concept and this this is very complicated and you know i'm not in by any means an expert but what i've learned so far is that when you're you're forming a concept you're integrating different concretes different instances of say a table right there's different types of tables um you're conceptualizing what this means you're you're formulating like many instances, and this comes, this is a lot of people, even Leonard Peikoff relate this to the concept of, sorry, the, um, the process of mathematics, where in algebra, you variable called X, and this variable called X can be substituted for any number of instances. It represents any possible value of a concrete a number, right, that could be inserted into this equation. So the process of conceptualizing, abstracting, you're sort of um, reducing something or extracting a value out of this concrete, of many concretes, and you're then able, you're able to hold this concept in your head called, called like table or whatever, and then hold many of these these instances in your head and you just you have the essence of the object across space across time if you come to a you know table in the future you know what it is all of your past experiences with the thing called table you know what they are you can hold them in your head 
You don't have to refer to each one. You can conceptualize and abstract out the, the essence of the thing or uh, the essence of the thing you can hold in your mind above um, some concrete, right? So you can, you can, you're able to relate this, this concept to other, other things because you can only hold so many things in your mind and you, so you have to like get the essence of the thing out using the, your, your powers of observation and your ability to abstract um, attributes, right? You're abstracting attributes from a thing called table. Um, and I, I do believe that the Bitcoiners have perverted this, this cognition tool, basically taking the essence, they're trying to compare it to gold, or at least Nick Zaba, right, who wrote the big gold paper, he's try, he, he, he tried to almost abstract or, or divorce from reality these, these principles of gold, right, fungibility, divisibility, um, all the different, you know, uh, properties perhaps or attributes of gold that made it money. Uh, he didn't just take any random quantity. He wanted to take the thing that was money and he wanted to extract these, these concepts, these attributes, right? So he made an abstraction based off of something real, something tangible that had these properties. And he said... I can create something unreal, right? Bitcoin attributes, divisibility, portability, fungibility, you know, the whole list. And, 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 and then I can make something unreal, right? And I can call this an abstract commodity, which is what Roy Sabag calls it. I can abstract these properties. So when you're abstracting, Ayn Rand says you're divorcing from reality and able to hold it in your mind, but these things are not real. She says the abstractions are not real. They're a mental process to, um, for cognition, right? So I have to think about this more. I've just I thought about this today and how this relates to the process of cognition and abstraction and conceptualization. But this is like a, a, a I, I wanna call this like a perverted process where the people that built Bitcoin or, or Satoshi, whoever it was, abstracted out right these these attributes because the Bitcoiners are always talking about how how Bitcoin is a better gold, how they were able to copy the the properties that made gold unique. Now I I will debate that, but let's just give them that for now. They were able to like copy out these principles or attributes. Let's just say abstract these things, divorce them from reality, right? So we're divorcing Bitcoin, these attributes that make up Bitcoin. We're taking them from gold. If you want to go with that, right? The Bitcoin was made from gold uh, or inspired by gold. Abstracting these principles or attributes of gold, divisibility, portability, fungibility. Uh, what are the other ones? Scarcity. I don't know. I don't know if that's one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. But but attributes of gold that made it money. The Bitcoiners know them by heart, right? They've memorized these things. So I haven't, right? But but why have they why have they memorized these and I haven't? I don't know. 
but let's just say they've memorized these things because they're the core essence of Bitcoin. They said that they've abstracted these attributes from, Bitcoin, from gold. They created this thing called Bitcoin and, and pushed these attributes of gold onto them. Divorced it from the concrete thing called gold. Divorced it from the element of gold. They said that's okay. They say we've made a better gold. They, they say we've made a digital gold. Um, you, you've created something that's not based in reality. You're abstracting principles from or attributes from something that is based in reality onto an item that you create. Okay. Ayn Rand says that abstractions are not real. They're just, they're a method of knowing something, of cognition. They're an action, but they're not a noun. They're not really a thing. They're not real. So when the Bitcoiners use abstraction to take what from gold are properties that made it a good money, a good commodity that could be used, right, to barter, right, to be, to barter against other, other commodities. When they're taking these things and, and creating a new thing of the mind called Bitcoin, they're almost perverting the process, aren't they? Are they not? Perhaps they are. You know, and this is just my, my, my gut instinct from today and my reading. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've got it wrong. But I do think that Bitcoin is, is a perversion. It's a perversion of reality. If they've taken these, these, cons, these, these attributes right, of gold and, and, and put them on Bitcoin, which is a man-made abstract commodity. Right? Abstract commodity is a, is a term that Roy Sabag uses. So it's not real. It's not a real commodity. So why is it being regulated like one? I have no idea. To me, from my point of view right now, this is a perversion of cognition. This is saying that, you know, the abstraction is not just a process of cognition. It's some kind of real thing right, called Bitcoin. But the point is, is that you're divorcing, if you abstract, right, if you abstract these principles or attributes of gold and to form Bitcoin, um, you're divorced from reality. You've taken these attributes. That's what abstraction is. You've taken attributes from an item. And you're divorcing it from the thing itself, which is gold. You're putting, you're applying it to something else. That is an isolation from reality. And in that instance, I believe that Bitcoin is not based on reality. It has no, it has no real basis in reality. You've taken these principles from something real, something like gold, and now you're applying them. Sorry, not principles, but attributes to Bitcoin, which is man-made, right? Which is just this fake, in my mind, commodity. I hate to even call it a commodity, right? But I guess it's a fake commodity. So why does this get the same legal and, and regulatory, you know, uh, authority as like a real commodity? I don't know. Like how many other fake commodities do we have the, the CFTC actually regulating? Um, but I think, I think that the, the key is learning what it is, what is an abstraction? What's a concept? 
Um, and then I really like the first link I, I put here, which is just some guy's blog. And it's basically like how we went from a real commodity to an abstraction. He's talking about the US dollar. He's talking about numbers. But these numbers apply to Bitcoin. All Bitcoin is are numbers. They're not anything real. So I think it's a great article to to think about, to read, to uh, ruminate on. Uh, and there's another article. This one, the one after that one, mentions um, abstract currencies. Electronic notions in a current accounts have finally done the total abstraction of currencies as a de debt acknowledgement in a unit of account. So we're getting to something that's real, to something that's, that's just a fake number, right, written in a computer. And when you think about the Federal Reserve printing out real dollars versus just putting a number in their computer, most of the dollar creation today is just a number in a computer. How are numbers different than actually something real? You know, printed, printed dollars versus, right, and then go a step further, how are printed dollars different from something that's a real commodity that's actually useful? Because right? anyone could print dollars that are not really worth anything but the paper they're printed on. Now, answer this. How is Bitcoin any better right, than, than just printing off dollars in a computer? Right? Maybe you have some abstract or, or some you know, theoretical way to limit the amount of Bitcoin that's created, but again... Someone has to decide that. Someone has to decide how many should be created, how many should be created every month, which is the current Bitcoin inflation number. What if they got it wrong, right? Who knows? But it's not something real. It's something that is built from human, human ingenuity. It's something created out of nothing. It's something that some guy somewhere thought of, and he could be wrong. But these Bitcoiners, you know, like to treat this, this guy who created Bitcoin or group of people who created Bitcoin as something, right? As, as some God, right? Who knew exactly how much Bitcoin to create, you know, didn't get, didn't have any errors. I mean, they like to pretend like he didn't have any errors. Of course he did, but you know, there's people that, that control the code of Bitcoin that, that, that fix bugs all the time. They just don't tell you about it, right? This is in the background. It's like the Pharaoh, right? Who's got, Lots of people that help him out run the country. The Bitcoiners, right? It doesn't just survive on its own. The code has to be maintained. And this is one of the biggest farces in the Bitcoin world is that, that Satoshi created this perfect thing, right? And, and it's decentralized and no one has to worry about its functioning. Well, that's completely bogus, right? This is not real. Um... So I have, I have a lot to process, I have a lot to read, but I encourage you to not just accept the Bitcoiner thesis that Bitcoin is some just real commodity, right? To challenge them on this idea that Bitcoin is even a commodity. How can a ledger, right, which is all Bitcoin is, be a commodity, a real commodity, right? How is it any different than the Federal Reserve? How is it progress? Right? Are they are they arguing that it's progress just because it's outside the hands of the Federal Reserve? Yeah, but it's inside the hands of, of connected Bitcoiners who have power, right? They can change the code anytime they want, in theory.
Now, a lot of people say, well, they can't unless there's consensus, yada, yada, yada. That's debatable. That's getting into the weeds, right? Do you really think some peon that owns 0.1 Bitcoin has really any power, right? Or are they just going to go along with any of the updates? But the point is, is to keep asking, what is Bitcoin? Is it a real commodity? What is abstraction? Is Bitcoin some abstract thing? Is, has Bitcoin been perverted? Is it, is, has Bitcoin been perverting the, the idea of abstraction, a tool of cognition to create something man-made that doesn't even exist, that's not really real, right? That only exists in, in someone's mind. And have they been passing this off of something real to the government, to people they're selling it to, right? Uh, just, just keep asking questions. That's my, I'd say that that's my main point is keep asking questions and don't take these, these, these lame Bitcoiner excuse, you know, oh, you should just believe us. Basically, this is what they're saying when they say don't ask questions, which is what they do. I mean, they don't really say that, but they, they imply it. They don't want you asking these tough questions. And the answer, and the reason is, I mean, they're just trying to sell you Bitcoin. They don't really care if you understand it. They don't even understand it themselves. There was this guy called, oh, what's his name? Jeff Booth, right? He, who talked at a conference over the weekend who said, confusion is natural. Confusion is natural in emergent system or money or something like that. So he's basically excusing the fact that Bitcoin is so confusing that no one can understand this thing. He's basically saying, yeah, that's how it is. No, 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 that's not how it is. The fact that you can't, you cannot, you know, understand Bitcoin and no one can understand it. And the fact that they're promoting this as like a good thing, that confusion is natural, is a bunch of BS, right? Is ridiculous. It's, it's you know, something should be understood. And the fact that the Bitcoiners are saying, we celebrate confusion. Confusion is natural. You should be confused is a red flag, right? That they're not being honest or that they don't understand it themselves or that the point is to confuse you, right? The point is to confuse you about what Bitcoin is. That is their goal, right? And now they're celebrating it as, well, this is just an emergent property of a new system of money. No, right? No, you should not have this much trouble understanding what a new money might be or what it is or what its foundation is. That is just a bunch of BS.